What's going on, everybody? We are back for Bodybuilding and Bollocks, episode number four. And I'm here with my co-host, Luke Sandow. Hello. Who is uh, currently the fucking man of the hour because he is five days out and still putting in work on the podcast. So I don't understand why he wouldn't. I mean, I've been recording with uh, Redcon all day. I haven't sat down all fucking day. Um, yeah, it's great. Not me, man. Five days <laughs> out. Five days out. Six days out. I'm not doing shit. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't go to. Ta- I'm in Boca at the moment, so I want to go to Tampa in like two. When do we go to Tampa? Wednesday. When Wednesday? Yeah. So when probably Thursday or Friday, I'll do fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're at the hotel, I've done that too, where I've gone to the hotel early, mm-hmm. and you kind of have like nothing to do. So I guess it's like, it's okay that way. It kind of gives you something to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I don't mind being, I'm kind of like still in normal contest prep for the next two days. Yeah. No, nothing. Just training is normal. Eating is normal. What's your, your training's normal right now? You don't scale back at all last week? Uh, I do a bit just because, I mean, we trained earlier and my uh, joints felt just fragile. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fuck. You know, you know what you might lay The way to describe it is my knees just felt really small. Yeah. legs like my knees they didn't hurt they just felt small they felt like they couldn't handle the load like when i put the my knee sleeves on um they were tight on my calves and then when i pulled them onto my knee they were super baggy around my knees like there's no fucking point in wearing them yeah so yeah i just feel really um what's your uh you're not carb loading yet not till like wednesday or thursday i don't know i've just texted chris and said you want pictures before i go to bed did he deplete you? Are you depleted? Like, are you depleting right now? Uh, well, I was, you know what? I was talking about this with somebody earlier. I, at the end of a prep, you fucking should be depleted. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, did he purposely, like, some coaches will purposely, like, no. starting a few days before the no, load will deplete you hard. No, I, no, he's never done that to me. Um, I, I don't think that's a good approach either. I think for most people, it's a recipe to get things really wrong. Like, if you're already looking brilliant, I don't think you should fuck around too much. I can agree with that. The best I see, I used to always think that the common theory, and I don't know if it's a fact or a scientific fact or a theory, but the common theory is the more depleted you are, the better your absorption of carbs. So, yeah, but also the the more, yeah, I mean, that that is true. But the thing is, I I normally, when people, when I've seen people do that, they always seem a bit soft, quite a lot softer. Yeah. The amount of carbs you need to fill out. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, well, the best I ever looked, you're right, because I think when you over-deplete, you have to start loading really, really hard, and then yeah, you, don't, yeah, you don't get yeah. the same look. You've got to think about your midsection as well. I mean, how yeah. is your midsection going to look if you're ramming all that food in for like two days? I don't exactly, know. yeah. No, the best I ever looked, me and John uh, for Orlando, I wasn't super flat, and we just started, oh, we started carb loading on the Monday before the show. Okay. But just like 50 grams. He added like 50 grams on the Monday added another 100 grams on the Tuesday, added a couple hundred more grams on the Wednesday. And by then I was already like feeling good. Like, yeah, this, this is kind of what Chris has normally done with me. I've never, yeah. I've never done a carb load with him. Ever. Yeah. Um, That's why I, um, I, I despise the term peak week. Oh, it's just because you're right. To be <laughs> I, mean, if it, I mean, you know, if a week was 11 days, people would still say, oh, it's peak week. <laughs> no, but seriously, because I'm like <clears> – <throat> I used to believe in the peak week thing when I was younger, but after doing this for so long, I realized my best preps and my best showings ever mm-hmm. were when like very, very little changed. I think that's true for them, for most people. Um, 
And but it's, I think it's just easier said than done. Well, yeah, because you get all fucking anxious and you feel like you have to do all these magic things to like get your body to fill out and look better yeah, and get veiny. Like, and... The other thing is as well, like everyone's your your head's like your worst enemy. Yeah. So you might think I'm soft. I need more of this, or I need to stop drinking. I need to drink less. I need less sodium, more of this, more, yeah. less carb, more carb, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're actually peeled out of your mind anyway. You don't need to do anything more. You look great. But in yeah. your own head, you can always get more out of it, and it always goes wrong. Yeah. That's actually, people are like, I, I've heard people say to me, like, well, why do you have a coach? You're a pro. You've been a pro for so long. Why do you have a coach? That's the exact reason why I have a coach. Well, I had, the, I had this, the, uh, this thing the other day. Somebody was actually criticizing me quite heavily on Facebook having a coach. Why? Chris gave me a burger and fries, and apparently a pro bodybuilder doesn't need to be told when they can have a burger and fries or something. And and then a lot of other people chimed in and said, "You, I should learn how to do it myself." <clears throat> you know, it's you're a professional. You're absolutely right. What it boils down to is there are large sums of money up for grabs here. This is how I feed my family. This is what I do. This is my job. I have sponsors, I have contracts. I need to be the best I can. I don't trust my own abilities to make the absolute right decision. I don't trust my logic. Yeah. As I don't to override my emotions at the time. So yeah, when you're when you're that somebody, when you're that depleted, there's I'd rather hire somebody who's, who does who's going to make way better decisions than I'm comfortable with making myself to make me the best I can be. Yeah. And that's not being called the somebody said, well, it's just lazy. No, it's not. Because who, if I tell myself I've got to do an hour's cardio or Chris tells me I've got to do an hour's cardio, it's still an hour's cardio. It doesn't, yeah. Like yeah. whoever came up with what I have to do is not the, that's nothing to do with being lazy. Yeah. You're doing it is that's all that matters. Well, I don't think they mean lazy in terms of physical output. I think, no, no, but, it's, but it's, it's, it's no, it's no more or less effort. I yeah. think what they're trying to say is, and I'm not agreeing with them. I think what they're trying yeah. to say is, you're too lazy to put in the effort to learn how to do it yourself. But what they don't understand is you're right at this level. Like this guy might be training himself for fucking some mm-hmm. amateur show somewhere. Yeah. He doesn't get that at this level, there's six figure contracts and there's lots of money and bonuses and shit all involved. And look, the thing I always point to is this Tom Brady's been throwing a football for 35 years. He still has a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody ever looks at other professional sports. Like there's pitching coaches, there's batting coaches, there's quarterback coaches, defensive line coaches, whatever sport you want to pick. There are coaches for that position. Yeah. Our sport is the only sport where people are like, why don't you do it yourself? Yeah. Like why, why would I, if there's somebody that fucking knows more than I do? Yeah, exactly. And it's not a question of learning your body because my body fucking makes his mind up as it goes along. It does different shit all the time. Um, and, I, and I'm dealing with enough to think about yeah. rather than to think about that as well. And I completely understand why people would think it's lazy, but it is. It's nothing, it's nothing lazy. It's just I... Like, okay, put it this way. <clears throat> I am shit at gardening. Yeah. I hate it and I'm shit at it. <laughs> I would much rather pay somebody to mow my fucking lawn than me do it myself. Yeah. Not because I can't, I just would rather have a professional do it. Well, I don't think it's, this is what I think for me anyway, I'll just say for myself, when I'm within four weeks of a show, my brain starts to get fucked up. Yeah. It starts, and like you said, sometimes you look and you're like, oh, I feel shredded. Sometimes you look and you're like, I feel fat when really you're just the same every day, but you can't, you can't see it clearly because you're in your own head. Yes. And I pay John. I don't pay John for the miraculous diet he's given me. It's like everybody else's. It's chicken, rice, whatever. I pay John to go, 
you're fine. Just cut 50 grams of carbs. Yes. You're fine. You still look good. Add 100 grams of carbs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, it's just that calming. Like, I don't got to think about it. And I, and I can't see things clearly when I'm depleted and I'm in my own head. No, definitely not. Definitely. In the pressure. You know what I mean? People think of it like when you're 16 weeks out. Yeah, when I'm 16 weeks out, I can make the decisions. Yep. When, I'm, when I'm two weeks out and I'm focused on who's going to be at the show and who I got to beat and all the money and yeah, the pressure starts to mount and you start making rash decisions. I that would don't... also assume you do most of your own off-season, right? What's that? You do your own off-season. I do my own off-season. Yeah, because it's easy. Because well, there's no does... pressure. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but nobody ever has a go at Ronnie Coleman for using Chad Nichols. <laughs> yeah. Whatever seems to bring that up. You know what? <laughs> I, it just people have fucking something to say no matter what. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Like, I've tried. I used to, actually, I used to try to put out videos or post things that would like kind of cover all the bases. So nobody could talk shit Mm -hmm. never works. Well, the one thing that I've always learned and I thought like, it might be a British thing. You've kind of got like, if you know something's going to be called out, you make a joke of it first. Yeah. It's about yourself. I will, I will make, I will take the piss out of myself first because then I've taken the power away from everyone else. Yeah. It's like, it's like, tell somebody a secret and they try and use that against you. It's like, well, you can't because I'm the one that told you that. <laughs> yeah. You can't just fucking start using that against me because yeah. I told you. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like, so <clears throat> okay. So aside from all that shit, how are you feeling about the show this weekend? Everything's on track? Uh, yeah. I feel, I'm, I, you know what? I, I barely look at myself. I'm just like fucking near the pictures. Those are the best. Those are the best ones. I'm just like not interested. I'm seeing them on Wednesday. So and yeah. I know how good the Arnold peak was and I'm already better than I was a week after the Arnold. So, good. Um, I feel good. I'm fucking tired. I've only had about an hour and a half, two hours sleep. So, How are you? Are you filming a lot of stuff for Brutal Muscle? Lots for Brutal Muscle. We're doing updates every day, um, and we're doing the red, the red combo barrel series. Um, Wait a minute. For you guys who don't know, Luke, tell them what Brutal Muscle is. Okay, Ben, Yo. come here. Ben is Ben is Luke's training partner. For those of you who don't already know. He's my business partner, my training partner, and the godfather to my son. We don't, I don't really like him. And I'm the back shaver as well. Oh, he's the back shaver, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all, we all have a back shaver. So, Brew Muscle, for those of you that don't know what it is, um, essentially it's two different things. We wanted to bring back the old classic format of the magazine in terms of the amount of content and videos we put out and the forums, the articles, information, um, and Aside from that, we have a massive video log section called In the Trenches. So it's essentially like Netflix for bodybuilding. And we just commission videos from top IFBB pros and amateurs from all around the world to do videos, content on the forums, all that kind of shit. So I'm actually filming with Flex Lewis next Tuesday for the site. So so the site the site is BrutalMuscle.com? BrutalMuscleOnline.com. And how much is the membership? £6.99. So it's about $8, eight $9 a month. All right, but the, I'm sure the one thing, because listen, ever since I started talking about gear online, yep. I'm getting gear questions like left and right. So these guys, you guys have got a doctor? We have Dave Crosland, who is... Who is? He's a, he's a harm reduction expert in the UK, and he also deals with a lot of legality things and cases in, in of steroids in the UK. Um, so he's like the government advisor, basically, to everything. He's also done every fucking cycle you can ever think of. He's up to 400 pounds. He's done two documentaries on himself called Under, Under Construction 1 and 2. 
So um, he's our like facilitator and moderator for the whole drug side of the site. So you're welcome to go in there, ask him any questions. Um, he'll make videos answering your questions. You know, so we have that whole side of the site. We've got Ben as well, who's um, who's a he's a strength conditioning coach. You can tell me. I do. I'm doing video. Yeah, he's, he's my back shaver, but he's also <laughs> but he's also a massively qualified coach and a moderator himself. So I mean, like. A lot of people don't know this about Ben because he doesn't talk about it for fucking some reason. But he's a phenomenal bodybuilder, athlete, whatever you want to call him. But tell everyone what your qualifications are and what you really um, so about yourself. Yeah, I have um, I have a degree in human bioscience, um, which basically is there's kind of a lot of biochemistry, um, which in terms of bodybuilding, it, it, it's useful to have that. Um, it, it carries over quite a lot. Um, when I graduated from university, I um, was a strength and conditioning coach. Um, and I worked for uh, Saracens, which are a rugby team in the UK. Um, they're, they're kind of one of the best ones. Um, so there's a lot of the international rugby players there. So I worked there for about a year and a half um, as a, just as an intern. Um, I'm not going to try and play off like I was the fucking head strength and conditioning coach. But um, yeah, I did that for a number of years um, and then crossed over into just doing one-on-one PT work in the city. Which was so let me, sorry to interrupt. Let me ask you guys, does, so the people, when they sign up, they have access to, like if I sign up, I have access to all three of you to ask you whatever so questions I, I want. My, so I have my own forum, which is just basically a concepts prep blog where I answer questions. Um, ben is also on the, on the answer on the chemical warfare section with Dave. Um, but obviously we have all of the other, we've got a training forum, we have a nutrition forum, general forum, Ben's active across all of that. Yeah. Okay, so all you guys all you guys are asking me, like, I'm getting 100 DMs a day about gear. Yep. I can't answer all of them, and I actually don't well, well, if, you're, if you're a member of the site, then you can ask Ben. I mean... Well, that's I, what I'm saying. So. You can ask Dave. I mean, I, I mean, I prefer not to answer questions just because when I'm honest, people tell me I'm lying. I'm sick and tired of trying to defend myself. Um, also, well, we have Dave on there is to basically absolve Luke of having to talk about things that yeah. IFBB don't really want them to talk about, yeah. right? Um, so it allows myself, I have no affiliation with the IFBB, I can say whatever how I want. Yeah. Dave Crossland can say whatever he wants, and he knows how to word things in a way that's going to be legally safe. Yeah. Um, there's not things. Um, we're all about trying to just give education to people without. Um, people, but let's be honest, a lot of people are going to do stuff anyway, right? Yeah. So instead of saying, look, don't do that, it's bad. We're saying, okay, look, th- this is what you should do. This is the safe way to do it. We also have an affiliation with um, like blood work company. So yeah. we, we refer people across to them yeah. so that we're encouraging people to test and, and kind of look after their health and, and prioritize that as well. Okay. But that being said, the site itself isn't purely for like the education part is probably like this big no 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 i get it i'm no, not no, saying, exactly I'm saying like go there and like it's all no. about gear all i'm saying is we started this podcast partly so we could educate yeah. people but i actually am just going to say flat out i don't know enough to answer some of the questions i'm getting if you guys go to their site yes i'm sure they're well enough versed to answer any questions because yeah, I, I go i get questions all the time like oh i'm trying to get my wife pregnant what do you think i should do well what you should do is not ask a bodybuilder maybe get some- <laughs> 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 so um yeah. that's a big help but one yeah. of the things that members can do is they can set up their own log yeah they have, we have a members log so so if you're if you're a member you can set up your own prep log and you can document everything and then luke will see that and if he wants to comment on there he can and yeah. oh okay 
We've also have the mobile app, which is just what was live went live about six weeks ago for Android and Apple, so it's free. So okay, so listen, you guys who don't know shit, who are like just trying to get all your information from like bits and pieces here and there on Instagram, spend the ten bucks a month and uh, get some fucking real information. Yeah, I mean, or you could even go one up that. There's, um, there's plenty of shit coaches out there that think they know what they're doing. And, um, <laughs> and frankly, I'm sick of them just using long words like illicit hypertrophy and carbohydrate and CHO instead of carbs. Because <laughs> they're, they're trying to be smart asses and they're not. Yeah. But people like Ben, who legitimately is a phenomenal bodybuilder, he has all the, the academic qualifications and he walks the walk and he's not stupid or, or irresponsible. If you want to get a good coach, you want to get that one up? Hire someone like Ben. What's your yeah. email? This is a shameless plug. What is your email? <laughs> it is a shameless plug. Um, no, it's not. Sorry, say it again. Uh, BenChowPT at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, which is Squat by Chow. I honestly wish when I started I had access to people and sites like ours, sites like Trained by JP, podcasts like this, um, or people like Ben who, are like a, who could offer the information you want. And it's yeah. not. And it's actual true. In, it's true. It's not bullshit. Yeah, no, I know. These guys are like, this and is what I'm saying. Like some of these guys are watching like these shitty fucking videos on Instagram, on YouTube. Anthony, that's what Evan called him. Anthony, yeah, his name's Anthony now from now on forever, forevermore. <laughs> so people are watching Anthony and getting their fucking information from him. And yeah. I'm like, look, man, just spend 10 bucks and get somebody who really knows what the fuck they're talking about. You know what as well? The one thing about the site we try and do is we try and cover everything. It's not just all me and Ben training really fucking heavy. Is we have we want to see everything because there's so many bodybuilders out there who like okay for here's an example Regan Grimes the way he trains I don't understand how it's possible for him to look the way he does I know right like you train really it looks shit it's not because he looks phenomenal but I, if I I would be embarrassed to post videos like that because I'm like that's not real training but well come on the other day he posted a no 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 yeah he does post heavy stuff but I mean the majority of what he posts is really fluffy but. So I'm never going to stand here and say, that doesn't work. It yeah. absolutely, perfectly works. You can see it works. So I want to see that because I'm not, it's not just my way or the highway. There is so many fucking ways that work. Can I, can I, I say, sorry, can I say something about that? Just because this is also, also a misconception on Instagram. Yes. I post fluffy shit like that too. And I know Regan does all the time and I know why he does it. Yep. Regan's like an Instagram superstar. Yes, yes. And Regan knows that posting a five plate squat is not going to get people excited. I think it would. It, he's done it. He did it like last week or something like that. I mean, yeah. Okay, listen. But this is what I'm trying to tell you. The grimy curl, as he calls it, with the two, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the yeah. two plates and the preacher curl. Yeah, yeah. It's like take it off. Yeah. Everybody's he's just everybody's reposting. Yeah. But like, so well, that's well, why he does this shit. No, no, because no, I, I really get it. And, I, the, and my point was, what he's yeah. doing. Although in my head, I'd be like, I'm never going to train like that ever yeah you can pay me to train like that unless i was injured and fucked up at all no but you're missing my point <laughs> you're missing my point what yeah. i'm trying to say is he may take a snippet of his workout yeah, yeah. and post it because that's going to get a lot of traction yes but, but what people what people are missing is he probably looks like that because the rest of his fucking also, workout that is true yeah. but what also yeah. going back to it, my my kind of main point was sorry a million ways to do bodybuilding it all fucking works I mean, yes yeah. all on our side not just the, not just the little one percent that I believe works or Ben believe works. We yeah. see everything. But the other thing as well is we don't like him and I will post also people see loop lifting the real heavy stuff because yeah. that's what interests us. But we still do some fluffy shit after yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. We're, we're the opposite to Regan, so we'll do the heavy stuff and post that. But yeah, we're still doing the bullshit or 
boring cows and the flies and we're not stuff. doing we're not doing grimy cows. <laughs> I just I just posted. You guys are gonna love my most recent post. I just uh, posted some banded dick dumbbell flies. I think I saw them. But you have just torn your tricep, and you're like what seventy? So but I was doing them even when I was healthy. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you've always. <laughs> but yeah, but. But how, well, you have to, well, yeah, the thing is, though. What are you going to do if I come back and beat you next year? This fucking guy. <laughs> That's on record now. No, I, I did beat you a couple years no, ago. No, but the, the, the thing is, like, with you, like, when I used to watch all your, I mean, I used to watch all your old training videos when you used to bench four or five plates with your big massive muscle tech t-shirt on. Yeah. I remember yeah. those. I used to watch those training videos all the time. Well, you I tried. You muscle doing that stuff. Yeah, I try and tell people all the time that all the bullshit you see me posting on Instagram, that's after I did all the real shit at the beginning yeah, of the workout. Yeah, exactly. But this, so going back to Regan, like he has an incredible amount of muscle and I don't think he approaches bodybuilding at all in the same way that I do. No. So that's why it, I, I love it. Because it, it seems very easy for him. Everything's so different. Yeah, he is a genetic freak. Like people tell me that I'm a genetic freak and it's like, yeah, you might be right. I probably do have really good genetics, but I'm still doing the shit that not a lot of other people but can I can I ask you? Do you have you ever met somebody like that? Like I went to the Arnold's with Reagan and a, a group of guys uh, a couple years back. Yeah, and it just seems effortless for him. I know. Like it didn't seem like it was a big deal for him to get his meals in or like work out or like take pictures with people at the expo. Like the whole yeah. bodybuilding experience seems easy for him because it's what he loves. And I think when you love every aspect of it, it's, it looks easy because you yeah. But love- I f- listen. I love bodybuilding. I fucking can't stand dieting it's a bitch like i fucking yeah. i just like that, yeah I, yeah no i know but i mean but maybe he does he just he just internalizes see, it. i've witnessed him for his whole pro career now right so yeah. we, about a year just over a year before you turn pro right yeah it's got progressively easier for him i yeah. looking at him. obviously he's doing the work yeah but he's taking it and he's tried way better now than he was three or four years ago yeah that yeah that happened to me too like if you talk to my wife like me getting ready for a show at 30 was a fucking nightmare yeah versus now it's like kind of comes in stride a little bit also i've noticed with you as well you're really fucking peeled all year round or you look at you're really vascular and hard all the time and you never used to be it's only because all the fat is like only around my stomach so in a (laughs) t-shirt or a pair of shorts. I look shredded. <laughs> yeah, you look at the back of your head like I have as well. Yeah, I got a little hot dog back here. I think there's something to that because I've seen bodybuilders as they go through their career, yeah. their, their limbs stay leaner and then yeah. it's towards more body fat. I've noticed yeah. as well, like, for some reason, my legs are a lot drier than my upper body for the first time ever. I just gonna. I'm gonna go back to my what I. Th- I just think it's age, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree with age. Yeah, I've also as well. You said this earlier, like I, my face doesn't blow up anymore in the off season. It's not. No. It doesn't say lean, but it just doesn't grow up. Like, I try look, so. I try so hard, like, man. What to get yours fat? Yeah, I want that fucking swole basketball face fucking look. I you want that. Swap because he fucking hates. Uh, I would off season so much harder if you give me a pill that made my face not blow up. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to tell – how old are you, Ben? 31. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys this. When you're, my, when you're 40 and you can't get basketball face anymore – because the thing is this. Basketball, basketball face also comes with basketball muscle. 
I can't get that really swole fucking, you know, so Reagan, you, like Reagan, how it looks out. Look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man year round. No. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I bet your wife doesn't when she's like, you look like a meatball. She don't give a fuck. That's true. The first year we were together it was my fattest year ever. And she was yeah. like, actually, one day she said, I think you should slow down a bit. And I said, why? She's like, you got some dimples on your ass. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, I better, better calm down a little bit on the pizza. <laughs> slow down. What was your diet like when you were at your fattest? What were you eating? My diet hasn't changed ever. I'm so telling you. I had, I had uh, two feet of sub. I had two foot long subs uh, two nights ago. The night before that, I had pizza. Like last night before bed, I made like a shrimp pasta with cream sauce. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like I love, you always I, huh? You know what? As well, because you you've never had a problem getting in shape ever. And no, I was thinking, you know, Sasan Harati. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he, we had a discussion about this because he always gets peeled as well, and he always just eats shit in the off season. He's like, I like it, I enjoy it, and then when I cut it out pre contest, my body changes so quickly. Yeah. So I did that before the Arnold. The off season, the brief off season I had, I ate shit, I ate a lot more shit on top of my diet. I didn't really get that much fatter, and when I cut yeah. it all out, my body. Changed. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I think there is something to that. Well, this is the thing when people when I say I eat pizza and I eat Subway and I eat McDonald's, people need to understand it's not all I'm eating. Like I'm eating five of my meals are bodybuilding meals. Yeah, and then probably four or five times a week, my last meal is something shitty. The best was when we went to um, we were in, when we were in our, <laughs> when we were at the LA Fix. It was like two years ago. Yeah, where did into, we go? You got into the car in the morning to his expo with this fucking glass bowl about this big completely filled with human rice there must have been about a thousand grams of carbs in this thing you just sit there like <laughs> it was not it was like a hundred grams of carbs it's it was like a bad. whole fucking box no. it was like, and you just put it on this big pyrex glass container maybe i'm measuring wrong maybe that's the problem yeah maybe i think i'm measuring wrong no it didn't idea. seem like that much to me it did look like a lot because you said you had a really good eat- you had a really good week of eating, and you said it was the but you looked really good at the end of the week because you ate clean the whole week. My body is like, honestly, man, it's like it's just like you were saying. As soon as I cut out the junk, yeah. things change rapidly. Well, Ben's the other way around. Every, this is the first time we've ever been in the states, and he hasn't eaten seventeen muffins already. <laughs> like he normally just eats and eats and eats like a fucking pig the whole time. And I'm just, I'm to the point where I'm, I'm to the point where I'm, I'm getting a bit upset. It's when he starts loading, I start loading, even though I'm yeah. <laughs> so and the, but the thing is, he'll like, and then when we get back to the UK, he'll be watery for about two days, and then he'll look exactly the same. Yeah. Right now, he's starving himself, eating like literally like fresh air and about a gram of protein every four hours, and he's still the same size. That's, see, that's where we're different. Yeah. Because for me, if I don't eat the junk, I shrink. Yeah. Like, I, I have to get the extra calories in. Well, that's my... the thing about me. He says that when I eat junk, I just get, I get a little bit of a fat face, but I get really full. Yeah. And he said, when I cut it out i get a little leaner but i just took a little bit flatter and then i just need the carbs to make me pop again but yeah i'm just trying to the reason i'm doing it is so that i always grow better after a show and i don't want to compete again so i just want to do a kind of a diet for no damn reason just so i can benefit from rebounding yeah so i mean he's really serious about it too so if i had two weeks ago chris gave me a cheat meal not a cheat meal he said have five guys 
So we went there, and I offered to buy his burgers. I know I'm dieting for nothing, so I'm not going to have a burger. He didn't fucking eat. I just sat there eating a burger on my own, and he wouldn't have one because he's dieting. Because he's dieting. But for nothing. For, for nothing. All I want to do is test out. So I'm going through to the Olympia, and then post-Olympia, I'll do a controlled rebound. And so, I, I, I want to get as lean as I can so that the rebound is more effective. So Sunday, Sunday morning after the Olympia, he's hitting the buffets. Don't you think? Don't you think you can get that? So I was doing something similar similar to that last year. I stayed really lean all year, and I had crazy pumps most of the week. So what I would do is, I would diet hard, like I was dieting for a show, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Friday afternoon, yep. Friday night and Saturday night. I would basically have whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. and then. Sunday, I would go back to my diet, and Monday through Thursday's workouts were just awesome. Well, so I worked with Skip Hill a few years ago. Yeah. You know, Skip Loading. Oh, he does that too. Yeah, right? Yeah. I did adopt that right before, uh, for about a month, right? The last time. Yep. And now all I've done is just take the Skip Loading out for a few weeks because I knew we were coming here. So yeah. I figure after the show, we'll probably eat and I'll eat then. And I know that Redcon want to, Redcon want to do some content where we do some eating stuff. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I just skipped that out last week. But yeah, basically the same thing. I do maybe five and a half days of hard dieting and then I do a yeah. day and a half where I load and then it'll take me through the week. Yeah, I think it's a good way. Some guys always ask me like, well, how do you stay lean and still get to have what you want? And I'm like, if you just diet your fucking ass off for four days a week or five days a week, you can pretty much get away with having two heavy days. I think as long as you don't have horrendous genetics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You'll give so you 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 work with some clients and you'll give them like one refeed. You're like Jesus Christ, how much did you eat? Yeah, but I don't believe those fucking clients, man. When I give somebody a refeed, like a cheat meal, and they're like, "I gained 15 pounds," I'm like, "You fucking, <laughs> did. you did not eat what I told you to eat." Right. So for the most, I mean, for the most part, you're not gonna across the whole week, yeah. one day, but six days, as long as you're in a deficit for those other six, five, six days. Yeah, that's what I think. The other thing too is when I did do that, like Friday night would start, see, I schedule my cheat meals for like nine o'clock at night. Cause I feel like there's only so much damage I can do. Like I usually go to bed at midnight. So I'm like, there's only so much food I can eat between nine and midnight. Yeah. So gremlin. well, I'm just saying, hang on. He says he starts, he starts at nine and he doesn't go to bed till six next morning. No, but seriously, because if I start, listen, if I eat my cheat meal for breakfast, yes. my whole fucking right. day, yeah, my whole day is shot. Yeah, yeah, I, I always give people I work with, if I ever give them a cheat meal, it's usually that last meal. That's what I tell people too, because I'm the I same way, man. Like, if you break the diet first thing in the morning, it's really hard to get back on the diet, you know, yeah. especially if it's a very extreme diet. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and a lot of people are like, well, I just grin and bear it because I'm fucking hardcore. Stop talking shit. You know it's harder. I don't, give, I don't care who you are. It is harder. Well, it's, it's physiologically harder. You're spiking your insulin. And then your insulin's going to crash, and then you, that your body I wants do more. Have a massive problem with people that pretend how hardcore they are. I'm not yeah. pretend that they make a thing of it. They're like, oh, I don't. I get up at four in the morning to do my cardio. You don't need to. You just like, <laughs> I don't have any seasoning on my food. Right? Why? Yeah, why like, you do that? Like they wear like a badge of honor, like they're better than everyone else. Just yeah. they're not. Evan, Evan said that to me once. Evan said he didn't say it to me. He was saying it in to someone. I think he said. If you can't eat your oatmeal without Splenda, you probably shouldn't be a bodybuilder. And I'm like, I can't eat my fucking oatmeal without Splenda. Like, it's disgusting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I'm a bit of salt instead. So. 
What do you put in your Splenda? In your oatmeal? I actually, okay, well, actually, I actually use smoked salt. I use uh, a little tiny bit of smoked sea salt and calorie-free maple syrup. It's really good. Oh, the calorie-free maple syrup. Cinnamon. Uh, do you like cinnamon? Cinnamon and Splenda. That's what I put I, in mine. I can't fucking stand cinnamon. That's I why you I liked it. That's probably why we have a, you have a weight problem. Don't you know cinnamon helps with like insulin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, pig boy. Yeah. Anyways, listen, <laughs> let's get to some of these questions. Yes. Oh, just really off topic because I know that you're a big UFC fan. Yeah. I was talking to Rudy, the athlete manager. You might not, but Rumble Johnson might be hanging around tomorrow and I'll fanboy hard on that. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I always see your UFC posts and your ask him if he's uh, Ask him if he's coming back. Wow, well, yeah. Because like I, heard, I heard something about him coming back, but there's no like confirmation. I don't know. See... I always talk to him about UFC and he just switches off and I'm out. Oh, no, it's not, it's not, it's, My training partner is the same way. He's fucking like you, how come you can't watch, how can you not watch fighting? It's like the easiest thing to watch. Because I'd rather watch pretend people fighting other pretend people. Cartoon. What you, I watch cartoons fight anime. What the uh, fuck are you, what's wrong with you? Avengers. Dude, there's it's fifteen minutes of your life and two guys are gonna beat the shit out of each other. How can that not be entertaining? Because it just looks like two dogs scrapping over a hot dog to me. And everyone's like, Oh, did you see that grapple? No, I didn't. I just saw him trying to fucking punch wait, him. Wait, in wait, the face. If there were two dogs fighting over a hot dog, you'd watch it. You'd watch yeah. that. Yeah, but you, who wouldn't, to be fair? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, anyway. All right, let's cover some of these so people don't think we're ignoring them. Okay. All right. All right. Bye then. Um, Joseph Flynn says the difference between growing up in Canada and the UK, perhaps with bodybuilding aspirations. Interesting or no? That's quite an interesting question, but I don't know what it's like to be in Canada and you don't want to know what it's like. No, well, you should answer for the UK and I'll answer for Canada. Uh, it's, um, as of now, it's fucking amazing because bodybuilding in the UK is huge. Um, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of great gyms. Um, with social media, one of the reasons why I think it does have its merits, it doesn't matter in the world where you live anymore. But wait a minute, he's saying coming up. So he says between yeah. growing growing up in the UK. Yeah, so but this is what I'm gonna get at. Because of because we're we're not so secluded anymore. We're not like this little because a few years ago we were just completely out of the loop. Yeah. And now we're not. And so we can because of social media we're kind of more included in everything in the international side of things. We get to see things that like I said, the gyms are now very good. Um everywhere. Within about forty minutes of my house, there's probably the three or four best gyms in the country in any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you want to talk about like the, the drugs, they're legal here. Not here, yeah. but at home in the UK, they're legal to possess. So again, there's no, there's none of that legality issue. So yeah, um, I just, I think if I, I think any one of the best places to be now, if you want to be a bodybuilder, is in the UK. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a good culture. I mean, you guys have a lot of good bodybuilders coming out of there, and they all, you guys all kind of have the same look. Which because weights are heavier in the UK. I don't know if you knew that. What's that? Because kilos, kilos are heavier than pounds. You're such an idiot. <laughs> um, believe it or not, growing up in Canada was the same as the UK. Even though we're even though we're right next to the US, when it came time to sign contracts or anything like that, companies would be like, "Oh, you're from Canada? Fuck it." Yeah. Not not doing that because they didn't want to fly you from Canada, and it was like a a big deal and all this shit. But yeah, like you said, now plus back then, like if you won the Canadas and you turned pro, nobody covered it. Yeah, same in the UK, no one cared. No one gave a shit. It's like if you won the USA's, it was like all over all the magazines and you were the next biggest thing. And uh, yeah, so his second question is, how close was your ideal woman growing up to what you are or have been with nowadays? 
So I think he's saying if you had an idea growing up of what woman, what kind of woman you wanted to be with, how close have you gotten to that? Perfection. No, how close have you, like, have you, have you found a woman that's yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. I found her and I fucked, and I, and I, and I fucked up. You found her and you fucked it up? Yeah, that's what the whole last three podcasts have been about, for fuck's sake. That's the girl? She's the perfect yeah. one? Yeah. Have you tried to get her back yet? Yeah. You did? Uh, no. No, well, I don't, I don't know. We've, I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not terrible like it was. Oh, so she's kind of forgiving you a little bit. No, it's just, I think it's just, we're, we're just kind of enough times past now so we can kind of open a dialect and not be too aggressive. I'm going to predict in six months you'll be back together with her. Yes, that's fine. I'm cool with that. What did Ben say? He's saying less because he's fucking sick of me talking about her probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I married mine, so I, I think well, I did okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the problem. When you find them, you have to fucking marry them. I yeah. Kind of, I kind of wish I had now. No, I literally growing up was like, I want a skinny chick with big boobs with blonde hair and blue eyes. And I'm like, Summer, yeah. and I'm like, I want her to be smart and this and that. And that's what I found. See, but my weirdly, weirdly for me, I don't really have a type at all. Um, it's, uh, you're either really hot or you're not. And I, we either get along or we don't. Um, yeah i don't think i like i don't know that's kind of what i thought about growing up now had i met like a mexican girl with brown hair and no boobs mm -hmm. if i clicked i'm not going to be like no yeah, sorry no, no. yeah but it's like i like when i see a guy it's my type is so it varies so much yeah I have like if i have somebody said what is your type of that i can you know what i would say no i would say i don't have a type but all three of my long-term relationships have been blonde hair and blue-eyed white girls so I guess so, that's my type. My my last three long term exes. So my son is my son's mother, and she has never been to a gym in her life. She's very very fair. She's got red hair, and then okay. there's my, and then there's my ex following that. She's a, she was an IFBB physique pro. She's a fitness model. Then she turned pro. Now she's now uh, like an entrepreneur. She's great, and she has huge boobs, short blonde hair. And then my last ex, who yeah, my last ex is covered in heads, covered in piercings, tattoos, long dark hair. That's cool. So that can be that can be sexy if it's done right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, have you? You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Okay. Have you covered all the countries? The majority of countries. No. Not even close. No, not even close. Is there any countries that you want to cover that you haven't? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I mean by countries, I'm asking if there's if he slept with a woman in each country, he can. I haven't even been to each country. I haven't even been. Oh, to... I haven't been to each country either. But I. Well, I haven't even been to all of the countries in the United Kingdom. I've never been to Scotland. You don't have to. Okay, I don't mean every country in, on Earth. I'm just okay. How about? Are you talking ethnicity? How about every continent? Yeah, or ethnicity? Yeah. No. Is there any ethnicities missing that you? Yet. Yeah, that you'd like to fill in. <laughs> For fuck's sake! No, I, I like it's. Um, I always. I mean, I don't know. I, this is the thing is, we live in a day and age now where anything you say is going to could be perceived as racist. It's, it's not fucking racist. No, I know it's. Not. I don't, I'm fucking talking about the pussy listeners, but you can't say Japanese. Well, fuck. Who cares about those fucking guys? We know we're not racist. Fuck them. No, who cares? Um, 
sometimes Japanese women are very attractive and sometimes they're not. But, but sometimes. Well, I, but I think that statement goes for all ethnicities. No, no, because no, but like sometimes you'll see Japanese women as absolutely like phenomenal. Okay. And then, but they're, but then they're quite rare. Uh, but that's not, I don't see that as often in other races. I do. You know, because it's like they could probably like all kind of stuff. Oh, oh you mean other races have like more average? Yes. And then and not like, such a not such a disparity. There's massive disparities. Like that's <laughs> just that's just you know. The, so you're uh, you're for sure in trouble for saying that. I know. Sure. That it's, I know that it's not racism, <laughs> is it? It's not. No, it's, it's, um, <laughs> but the no, I mean the thing is, if you're if you're an attractive woman, you're an attractive woman. I don't really care what color you are, where you're from. Just get your bundle out, all right? For fuck's sake. All right. <laughs> I'm just gonna. <laughs> That's going to be the the teaser. No, right, no um, that's what I put it in there because I thought you need that. You need that little. So, okay, one more question, and I'll get off that topic. All right. Is there an ethnicity off the top of your head you have always wondered about, but haven't yet experienced? Uh, not really. No. Okay. No, I don't think it's no. That's not even me being coy. I'm just trying to think of anything that I'm. Really, no, that's it's fine. I just, I just don't think there is. No. You're 32 now. 31 on Saturday. Yeah, you should have experienced most of those countries anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question is from Woot B. Why do girls like Ben Chow that much? I, I fucking don't know. Can you answer this? What's up? Why do girls like Ben Chow so much? What girls? I want. Send them. I've got fucking girls. It's because he's got his like fucking gay, like bleached hair, and his neck tattoo, and he drives a Harley Davidson, and he's got. Brain. Oh, he's got like that look going. Got that look, yeah. yeah, girls like that. No, I don't even realize what a prick he is, and stop being with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait a minute here. Let's see. These are supplement questions. I don't know. Do you want to answer boring questions? Oh, yeah, just give, give us some boring ones. We need some quick fire okay. boring questions. Out of all bodybuilding supplements on the market, which supplement in the industry, in your opinions, is or are the most pointless supplements that people seem to spend money on? Glutamine. Glutamine. Just because I've personally never noticed anything, and it's but it's good for but it is good for gut health. I still I've never noticed that. Yeah, well, I don't think it's something you notice immediately. Yeah, but I've like loaded up on it for months at a time. Yeah, I, I, I stopped using it and noticed nothing. Better yeah, I think I could. Branch chain amino acids are relatively just like because now essential amino acids are sort of more readily available. I think branch chains are just. Yeah, I don't do branch chains anymore. Completely redundant now. Yeah, I don't do branch chains anymore, especially most of the science is pointing to EAAs, so under that. But yeah, I think I would agree on the glutamine. I almost want to say a multivitamin because I feel like there's just not enough vitamins and minerals to cover anything anyway it's fun to see how yellow your piss goes huh it, it makes your piss really yellow so that's kind yeah of it does it's so like, you like that it's worth like it then? Have like an animal pack and it's like your piss is like <laughs> it comes in handy if you need to piss in the dark all right we'll we'll stick with glutamine that's so glutamine shit we're not going to use that anymore <laughs> um can you guys chat about eating or training on the road some of the things you do for convenience to be successful nailing everything Okay, well, this is good. You just traveled to Tampa. How'd you do it? I just cooked my food and packed it in a bag. How much food did you cook? Uh, my whole day's worth. So you cooked one day's worth of food 
and then I took it to the and then got on the plane. Well, then we got on the plane, got to the hotel, um, briefly unpacked, had a shower, went down to this grocery store, picked up the rest of what we needed. So, is your hotel have your hotel has a kitchenette then? Yes. Over there. See that? Yeah. So you just—that's what I do too. <laughs> Pack enough food for the day. Once you get there, get to a grocery store, get all the yeah. shit you need. Right. And then- so get back to like convenience. If like you don't have meals on you, um, a lot of the time. There's things that I'll do is I'll go and buy like a packet of rice cakes and a big tub of like Greek yogurt. Actually, can I tell you what I used to do when I was a SciTech? Because they wouldn't give us a choice of where we want to stay and hotels didn't have kitchen kitchenettes. So I used to vacuum seal all my meals individually. Yes. Freeze them. They had their own suitcase and I would just check that suitcase and it would stay cold on the flight over because it was in the, you know, the carried the check baggage. And then when we got there, I would unpack it. It would still be frozen. Yeah. And I would just put it all in the freezer and then I had my meals for the next four or five days. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Um, that actually, I stole that idea from Evan Senapani, so I don't want to like take credit for it. I think I've heard him say that. That's clever. And I know that uh, one thing I stole from Dusty Hanshaw is instead of like, packing my meals. So if I have like four chicken and rice meals. Yeah. I'll do the little sandwich, like three little freezer bags, and then the chicken, and I'll and I'll put like three lots of rice, three lots of chicken, one Tupperware, and you can get more. It's like wait, say that again. So I'll put the I'll put the rice, yeah. and the chicken in little separate like freezer bags, yeah. Up, and then I'll put three of each in the one Tupperware. So instead of having oh okay, so you have three meals in each Tupperware. Yeah, so it's just yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's, it's common sense really when you think about it, but that's a good idea. Yeah, but sometimes it takes somebody to show you that stuff. You're not always that. I mean, this is one thing that I learned very recently and I felt really stupid afterwards. Um, uh, like weighing out peanut butter because I used to actually weigh it out rather than just put the tub on the scales, press zero, and whatever you take out is how much it weighs. I've never did that either. It's really good, isn't it? And it sounds that's a, that's a, I'm going to start speaking like an English, but that's a brilliant idea. Isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. And I, and but I, I'll tell you how lazy I am. I don't weigh my peanut butter. I just go, oh, it's a tablespoon. I took a tablespoon. You're just there with a the fucking ladle, like a <laughs> <laughs> serving spoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but like in terms of like on the road meals, like if you really have to, you get like a foot long subway with just um, chicken, veg- chicken salad. Um, oh, you mean like if you're in the off season? Yeah, like if and yeah. yeah so I mean, if you need like quick on the go meals, there's plenty of stuff you can find around. Well, in the U.S., there's tons of shit. In the U.S., it's so easy. In the U.S., like you guys in the states are so lucky. Like the grocery stores are packed with like just ready-made shit. And even if you don't go to the grocery store, there's food chains everywhere. And also, in I've noticed in the U.S. that restaurants are very good at when you if you're saying I want the chicken cooked like this, I don't want it like this. I want yeah. potatoes, and they can normally nine times out of ten completely accommodate for you. Yeah. It's no, for me, for me, flying to Europe was always a bitch. It's not accommodating at all. Like no, people, in the, like in the UK, if you're like, can you, I don't want butter on my potato, but I will fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, we already made it. It's got butter on it. Sorry. Like that's, yeah. Um, let's skip this one. I don't like it's negative. It's like, who do you, who do you guys think has been the worst Mr. Olympia in terms of physique and ambassadorship? I, I don't know because anyone you say is going to sound personal and it, and it, for me, it isn't. Um, so I know people, listen, can I say something? Yeah. I know people think Phil Heath is a bat was a bad ambassador. I I just want to say one thing. So I don't think people take into consideration that Phil Heath is a first Mr. Olympia. I know Jay probably caught some of it, but 
Bill Heath is the first Mr. Olympia to have to deal with social media while being Mr. Olympia. I actually, um, just because of the way his year has panned out, which is not his fault, I think Sean Roden. Has uh, been a bad ambassador? No, I, not because of any fault of his own. It's just because of the allegations he made, that whole like, bullshit around the, the guest spot, and the fact that he hasn't really done anything. He just kind of... Well, I don't want to... The whole, the whole question's kind of fucked up, because if you're Mr. Olympia, yeah, you can't really say anything bad about their physique. Yeah. But if we're picking one, I'm going to have to say... Uh, is it is it Chris Dickerson or that's a football player, isn't it? I think it, yeah. No, I, I don't hear it. Yeah. Why don't I remember the name right now? I don't know. You should be prepared. You're a host of a podcast. Come I'm on. not the fucking host. You're the host. No, I'm the co-host. You you actually <laughs> the co-host. Don't go back on that. Now I have to fucking edit this. No, leave this in. A lot of people love this. It is Chris Dickerson. I knew I wasn't yeah. crazy. When you but then when you said he's a football player, I was like, that does sound like a football player. I think that's Eric Dickerson. Okay, but then there's Jay Cutler, the football player, as well. That's true. This is now, we both sound stupid, so let's just move on to the next question. Well, I don't have football in my country. We have actual football, not fucking NFL. We have not I don't know why they call soccer football. I don't know why. Uh, no, I, did, uh, I, I did find this out. Or why they call football soccer here. I don't know why that, how that happened. It's something to do. I, no, I, did, I did look it up recently, and I forgot. I'll find out for next week. I'm going to read this for you because it's completely ridiculous. Okay, good. It says, this is from the last podcast. It says, Luke is spot on. My wife farts in the store when I'm with her and then looks at me like I did it. Yeah. No, no damn well, everybody looks at me versus her and thinks it was but me. Then, but then I do the same thing in return. Like sometimes I'll just Wait absolutely just let out a Wait fucking a banger and then be like, oh, you're disgusting. Wait a minute. And then it says, LOL, hang in there, bud. There are good girls that love anal too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> People keep telling me as if they're like the fairies and they're just mystical creatures that don't exist. I know. All right. I don't, I've never, I don't know any of them. Yeah. Well, you're in Canada. Maybe it's just English. Maybe that's why Canadian girls don't like anal. Maybe. Anyways. So the question for the show is (laughs) when your time comes, are you going to be Dorian Dorian Yates live and love your best life or be training till the end? Like Ronnie Coleman. So I think the saying when your retirement comes, are you going to retire like Dorian? Are you going to retire like Ronnie? Uh, a bit of both, I think. So, the, my, I think one of the uh, – like Jay, there you go. Well, so, Jay, Jay is like Ronnie minus the injuries. Yeah. So, I would like to retire, but I enjoy training. And I would enjoy to look – I enjoy looking a certain way. Um, um, one person that I always kind of thought, that's exactly how I'd like to be when I retire, was Jason Hurt. You know, he was kind of like 225, yeah. 230. Good shape, pretty lean. Still had a mean double, front double, wasn't huge, and he said it was really easy for him to maintain it. Yeah. That kind of look. Yeah, I kind of like Jay's retirement better, or Ronnie's. I think I would be more like Jay or Ronnie, because I I like that they're still active in the industry. Yeah, Jay's almost more active than ever. Yeah, Jason has kind of like launched his company and then kind of faded away. I feel like his company is like huge because I mean, maybe it's because I follow. No, no, no. I'm not saying the company's not huge. I'm saying Jason's not overly active. Do you mean in terms of him as a bodybuilder? Yeah, like yeah. being on social media or posting or like that kind of stuff. He got rid of his beard as well, which I was really upset about. <laughs> I think I'm following him. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm following you for your beard. Go on. I, uh, I just, I kind of like being, for me, it's like a black and white thing. Either I'm going to be in the industry in some way 
or I'm going to walk away completely from it. But I, I, I'd like to be in the industry. So I see, yeah. I see Jay's approach being the approach I would, I'd like to follow. Yeah. I mean, I remember you saying you don't know how to do anything else. I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. What am I going to do? Go back to playing drums? No. It's not that I don't know. I'm sure I could figure out, like, I don't know. I, I have other skills, I think, but I don't want to do anything else. Very good. Exactly. So, so. all I mean, right. I think what you're doing now is great, actually, because even when you've, when you've if you do retire, ask, decide to retire, say, in three years' time, you've started this kind of podcasting and the, uh, the whole media side of it, and you will have that a long time after you've retired. Well, this is the thing. When I started it, I kind of started just for – you know, I started just for a reason to get people to kind of know who bodybuilders are. Yeah. But uh, I find I really enjoy it. There you go. My wife's like, you haven't enjoyed anything. <laughs> How you so have you managed to keep up with the whole being nice? Yeah, I'm not doing bad. And how's it, how's it going? I enjoy being a nicer person. Right. But I try and turn it off when I'm at the gym. That's fine. You're, you're I fine. like being a complete dick when I'm training. Well, there you go. Then that's that. You know how like uh, Kai Green used to say, like Ronnie Coleman cannot be a nice guy if he trains the way he does. Yeah, yeah, I love that I clip. Really, yeah, I kind of feel like that's true. Is we all of us as bodybuilders to do what we do? We we all have a dark side. We know we have to. Yeah, and I think as long as you're trying to put all of that in and focus that where it should be into your training or whatever you're doing. And then, and then keep the good side of yourself for your family. I think that's a really nice way to be. You know what you brought really up? A point. Done, but. but you brought up a good point I want to ask you about, because I feel like there's two styles of training. There is people who train emotionally and there's people who train technically. Like mm-hmm. for me, when I'm, a, like when I'm lifting, I'm a, I'm a total emotional lifter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get myself kind of amped up before I get to the gym. I have angry music playing. I'm like, yeah. I'm in a different place like when I'm working out. And no, some I, people, some people don't have to do that. Some people just drive to the gym and they just do their thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. But who looks better for, in the most part? In the most, would you say out of the two? Like when I think of Regan, I don't think of an emotional lifter. No, and he's got Olympia potential. Absolutely. So I'm like, I don't think one is better than the other. I just no, wonder. I don't, I, I don't either. But I was wondering, I just wanted to know if you thought there was one that kind of was better than the other. No, I don't. I just can't do it the other way. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of like logging things and keeping track on some things. The only reason I ever did that was to make it more fun for myself. Yeah. To give myself targets. No, I don't think it means you're not an emotional lifter if you no. have to write stuff down. No. I just, I'm saying this, when I get to the gym or even when I leave the house, I start getting my stuff ready to leave. It's kind of like I already got something brewing. And then when I, and I'm in the car, I'm on the way there. I got certain music playing and then I got everything in your head before you've done the workout. Like you have a couple of lifts and you want to nail X amount of weights, X amount of reps. And that's what you're going to do today. I know when I go like to train legs, for example, I'm like today I'm in a squat and I'm probably gonna hit the leg press or like, I kind of always have an idea. I always picture a lot of my lifts. Like I'll say, right today I'm going to press the 200 pound dumbbells with this kind of rep and they're going to get this many reps. And I picture it for about a day, like the whole day before yeah. I wake up in the morning. I think about it. And then when I go to the gym and, and I say, say, Ben, right, can you film this? It's like, everything's kind of gone to that moment where I'm just, yeah. I'm fucking there. I used to do that when I was younger and I didn't get injured every time I lifted a weight. <laughs> <laughs> now I just picture getting through the workout without a fucking injury. And then I'm yeah. like, I'm happy. When you're at the end, you're like, oh, I didn't get hurt. That was a success. 
No, but you know what? Well, actually, that that is true. To be honest with you, some days I'm just happy that I got through it. But before I tore my tricep, I was squatting and I started squatting heavy again. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. The day before legs, I would be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to press. Tomorrow I'm going to squat 405 and I'm going to squat it for at least 15 reps. And I would go in and I would nail 17. And it was the same thing. It would be leading up all to that fucking moment where I put my knee wraps on and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. So yeah, there is that element, but it, to me, it's all emotional. It's like mm. all like stirring up this like emotion before going to the gym. I think a lot of it is just like, you have to consider it kind of, it's not, it isn't, it isn't, it sounds really silly when you say it, but it is, a kind of, it is in a way an emotional release where you get to get out of some of that frustration. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I don't want to see, I don't want to be one of those dicks that say the gym is my therapy. Dude, I fucking like, say that all the time. I know, dick. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, it sounds pretentious, even though it isn't. It does not, sound, do pretentious. It. It does not sound pretentious. It sounds like exactly what you just said. Yeah, it does, but I just... I, because I, I have... It, look, you know I'm an angry person. So I have all this fucking anger that yeah. I'm trying to control like in normal society. Yes. And when I go to the gym, I get to fucking be nuts. I completely agree with what you're saying. And I, and yeah. I know so it. So that's why it's there. I know, but when you say it out loud, it, to me, it still sounds silly. Even it, depends who, it depends who's saying it. Not when you say it's not silly because you're a proper hardcore professional bodybuilder. When I see somebody that's been in the yeah. gym for two weeks and, yeah. they've, and they've not ever done anything and they're like, the gym is my therapy. It's all right, well, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yourself. I appreciate you're, having, you're enjoying this, but so I think some people just say, I think it's what it is, is some people say it to be cool. I know what you mean. I, I think what you're trying to say is they don't feel it the way we feel it because like, we're yeah. we're literally putting every ounce of everything we have into this one fucking hour yes and they're just there for fun yeah yeah pretty much and i'm not taking for the, mo- for the most part they're there yeah, for and it's like they're just monkey see monkey do they're just repeating what you say and then they think they're on the yeah some people some people some people not i i can i see your point though yeah see just... this is me see this is me being nice yeah i think but we've actually we reversed like, roles well, I'm jet lagged, so I'm allowed to. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> you're allowed so, to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's, today's my turn. All right, um, let's hit a, let's hit a couple more of these, and I'll let you go because you're fucking. You got a show in five days. No, we're good. We're good. Um, holy shit. Okay, you know what? We'll do this guy as the last one because he has like five questions in one. All right. Tell us your experiences with bad women, if you had any, mean girls that cheated on you, or girls that were with you for fame or money or both. What are your bad? What are your bad experiences, Luke? I can't. What do you mean, me with me for fame or money or both? <laughs> well, he's using those as examples, but yeah, well, well, we don't have fame or money, so I don't. I'm, the not, fuck. I'm not at that level. Yeah. Um, I've actually been very fortunate to not, because I think I'm quite a good judge of character. So, and I think with me as well, it, it's really I don't fall for people; it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So when if I ever let anyone slightly in, they have had to go through a very long vetting process first. Really. So, yeah, so like I don't just let them in willy nilly into my life. It's like I keep them at arm's length until I'm sure, and by that point, I would have already known whether they're a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm the I'm the opposite of you. I fall like a fucking ton of bricks. Yeah, I don't at all. After don't. like a week, after like a week, I'm in. Yeah, I'm good. that's the complete opposite of me. <laughs> so, uh, okay, my bad experiences. My first girlfriend. Yep. Uh, I dated for three years, cheated on me, oh. and then I found out and I left her. And then she got pregnant by the guy, and then the guy left her. So I went with her to get an abortion and kind of make sure she was okay and all that. We ended up back together. And then she fucking cheated on me again. 
she's a dick. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's probably the worst experience I ever had with a woman. Yeah. Other than that, I've been pretty lucky as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of the time is, I think you, if you, I mean, it's so you're always going to maybe attract somebody bad once. Yeah. Because everyone knows that's just the way it is. But I think if you were to keep attracting that type of person, then that's probably says a lot about you and you might not just take a step back and have a look at yourself and figure out yeah. why. Well, if I had to say anything, I think the first one, the reason that happened to me is because I was young and I didn't know any better. Yeah, no, of course. My first girlfriend, I'm like, I thought it was like the only girl in the fucking universe and, you know, so anyway, second question is, in your opinion or experience, is that, is it a good idea for a competing bodybuilder to have a relationship with a woman who also is competing? Okay, well, I, I can answer this because my one uh, ex I've already mentioned, she was a pro, and we she turned pro a year before me, and we were together, and we were both competing uh, together as pros and as amateurs. Um, it didn't destroy our relationship at all because we were both kind of equally as selfish as each other. But the what the problem was we had, I don't know how much this is going to kind of help the, or answer the question. When she decided she was going to retire and not put any of her effort onto that, the whole relationship did was very lost and it that's was like, right we have much anymore so i yep. think if you are in a relationship with somebody that competes you need to make sure you have something else that isn't competing 100 percent agree my previous relationship with was a girl with a girl who competes yep. <clears throat> and i think my career took off faster than hers yes and hers didn't really go anywhere so it kind of fizzled out for the time being mm-hmm. and uh she became more interested in partying than bodybuilding and then that's where it fell apart because really i think that's the only thing that was holding us together yeah yeah so i agree with you 100 percent. if there's nothing else except bodybuilding then you probably don't it's not a good recipe yeah no i agree yeah um (laughs) what's wrong with most of the women nowadays why do most of them prefer skinny boys with tight pants where did this come from well they, they do all prefer Ben. you're right uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i i I don't know that's the case really but you've got to look at the the social things and like the media the movie stars because back in the 80s and 90s women were brought up with men masculine men like magnum like magnum pi fucking magnum with his tash and like (laughs) and john claude van damme and like sylvester Sylvester stallone yeah and these days our action heroes are not like that um, yeah, because even the even the Rock, even though he's big, is a little bit like of a metro. Yeah, and then we look at like Chris Hemsworth, plays Thor. He's the most like he's a beautiful man. He's not a fucking <laughs> man, is he? He's not a man's man. And, I, there's not, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think when you when you're brought up around that, and you're kind of programmed in a way to find what's attractive and what isn't, which is why I think a lot of older women prefer a, a more manly man, whereas the younger women don't because they're a bit of a different generation. But if you look back at like 200, 300 years ago. Women that were really fat with thin, short, balding hair, very pale with brown teeth were considered more attractive. That was the most attractive woman could be. Cause that's when was that? The Tudor era. So then okay. if they were really pale with brown teeth and shit hair and like scraggly skin, it means they could afford makeup, it means they could afford sugar, and it means they didn't have to go outside so they were wealthy enough to stay indoors. So uh, attractive. And nowadays you'd be like, you're minging. Yeah. You know, so... I think a lot of the time it's what are you brought up with? What's what's there in front of you for an entire upbringing? What is the man that you look up to? What well, what's society, what's society 
portraying as the most perfect. Yeah, because that, I mean, why is it all of a sudden having a huge ass is all of a sudden so important to women? But in the 90s, if a woman wears, does my ass look big in this? You're like, no, it doesn't. And that yeah. would be the correct answer. Nowadays, yeah. the girl's like, does my bum look big in this? And you're like, and you're like no. She'd freak out. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, yes, it's massive. Yeah. And, uh, that'd be good. and that's kind of just the way, I think it's just the, the times move and women and men change what they're attracted to based on that. The most important part of all that answer is you have a affliction for Chris Hemsworth. Mate, come on. Are you telling me that Chris Hemsworth is not a beautiful man? Or, is he the most beautiful man you can think of? No, I think that would happen to be Jason Momoa. Who's that? Aquaman. Oh, that guy. Because it's like you're, the, you're just I mean, you're like, it, I mean, have you seen Wonder Woman as well? Yeah. But well, no, that, but I know who that is. Yeah, the actress herself, I'm not that bothered. But when I was watching the movie, I was like, you are literally the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Because a lot of the time, it's Pretty. the character, the way they've been lit. The yeah, way yeah. Been and it's the same with, like, not Chris Hemsworth, but when he's Thor, or when Jason Murray's Aquaman, I'm just, I'm just sat in the cinema like, I'm an ugly human. Did you think he was a better-looking man in Aquaman? Or isn't that the same guy from uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he looks better in Aquaman, because his persona is different as well. Okay. I just learned something new about you. I don't think there's anything wrong with appreciating another man's looks. No, but I was inter- I was curious as what your type was. <laughs> I've just chosen two guys with really long hair and you're gutted. That's what it is. You're like, I'm bored. He's never going to want me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right, all right. A couple more. Then we'll go. Um, that's boring. Next. Uh, this is going to be a long one. I want to hear about the journeys of both of you in bodybuilding. That's a, that's a whole episode. That's a whole episode in itself. Okay, we'll go to the back of the one before. Yeah. Love the podcast. My question as a young fan of the sport, I've seen many bodybuilders talk about how during contest prep, they have nothing to do aside from lifting, eating, and sleeping. Is that what you and Luke do, or do you all find stuff to do to take up your time? I fucking never sit down. I've, I'm probably not as busy as I make out, right, but I never feel like I have any free time to do anything. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this. Before I started the podcast, actually, I'm just going to say it this way. When I was only competing and it was my only focus, I did nothing but compete. And the only thing I would do during prep, like to pass the time, is shop for cars. All right. I would. That's all. I just... I'm a car freak. I would just shop for cars. I did a lot of online buying and like Amazon and shit like that. But I didn't have anything else to do, man. I mean, we'll put it this way. I keep buying games and I have not opened any single one of them. I keep buying them. and I just never Don't you find them. it's crazy when you're dieting? You do like shit like that? I just don't have any time to play them. I was even going to buy But do you think games. it's, do you think we're just spending money because we can't go out and do fun stuff? So we're like, we'll shop. No, no I'm not spending money because... I'm spending money. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to buy this game so I can play it in my free time. And then I buy it and then don't have free time. See, for me, I just like to shop. I'll go on Amazon. I'll, I'll buy the dumbest shit. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so I spent about $250 on a gun that fires salt to kill flies. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm so glad I bought it. It's like, it's like a pump action shotgun and it fires the salt and it just obliterates flies. Are you fucking serious? It's fucking sick, man. It's I like, think I'm going to look that up. That yeah, sounds actually interesting. It's called a bug assault. Do you have that many flies in your house? No, not really. But when you find one, you're like, you little fucker. <laughs> and you got to, you're like Rambo. And it's like, and sometimes the dog gets involved and he's like, 
fly. You're a fucking weird person. You know that? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're. I should. I should change. You're an interesting. Well, you're. you're <laughs> it's. It's way more fun taking out a gun, a fly with a shotgun, than it is with a SWAT. Yeah, I know. I just would have never thought of that. No, I didn't even until I saw it on Amazon. I didn't. Sh- I didn't look at it. I think. Oh, I think I'll, I'll Google guns that fire salt to take out fly. <laughs> it just appeared on Amazon. I don't know why it appeared on Amazon, but it did. Yeah. I had to cart by now. <laughs> Swipe right to buy. It was like one of those quick ones, and, and then instantly I was like, I can't believe I've spent all that money on that. And then when it came, I was pleasantly surprised. So. Yeah, I did. I do that a lot when I'm dieting. I don't know why. Passes the time. Um. Okay, I'm going to let you go. I can't believe you actually sat through this. I feel okay. I mean, I, I think it's because I've sat down and I'm just like, okay, good. And it's not even that late. It's like... 8.30. It's 8.30. It's pretty early. Yeah. yeah I think I've got, sat, oh, I've got to do pictures for Chris now. So what are you guys going to do? For those of people who don't know, what are you going to do now? Are you just going to sit around, rent a movie? like, Or do you actually go out and explore? Ben, take no, 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 no. Ben's editing uh, videos for Brutal Muscle. I'm wrapping this up. I'm going to do pictures downstairs for Chris in the gym. Um, and then I'm going to have a shower. And then I'll probably do some emails. And then, yep. Oh, yeah. So we um, the video editing, uh, video Ben's editing now. Is that when we were in Flex's gym earlier? We got Neil going off on one about me about William. Did you film it? Yeah. Are you gonna leave it? Are you gonna leave it in? Yeah, he told us to. He's like, "You fucking leave this in." (laughs) He's gonna regret. I I bet she's gonna regret that. Neil loves it. So, do you think he's? Didn't we talk about this last week? Yeah, I mean, I I learned a lot of new things today about it. Um, It wasn't. I think. I think because I hadn't heard Neil's side of the story when we did our thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, based on what I heard today, like, it's not quite as much. Like, William's playing a bit more of a victim than I think he Okay, wait a minute, though. I just want to say one thing about that, because a lot of people said that in the comments section of our last video. Mm-hmm. And my response to them was, you're still only hearing one side of the story. Yeah. We've heard but, both sides now. They both No, you, not really, because you heard – this is what I said to one guy. Okay. They're like, well, we – we got both sides of the story. And I'm like, no, you got William ranting for five minutes in an Instagram video, like a lunatic. And you have a very calm measured interview by Neil that tells his side of the story. So I don't feel like we have really William's full side of the story. I feel like he was just pissed off and said a bunch of shit. Well, that's his side of the story though, isn't it? Not really. I, if you say something when you're furious, it's not really you explaining. I actually find when you're, I think the truth normally does come out when you're angry. That's the problem because you don't hold back. There's no restraint there. So yeah, but if that if that is the truth, then it's forty percent, which is insane. Yeah, but, but I'm what I'm trying to say is you got a guy who's furious, yeah. just kind of going off and not really, and then you have Neil sitting down for an hour. Well, I, I mean, did. I mean, Neil did tell me today that he's actually Williams' sponsor. He's, he's actually Williams' manager, and he does it. And he arranges a lot of things. He's got him all of his places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he's because he goes into a lot of detail on that. There's two things I think about it. If if he's his agent, then he deserves the money. Like I don't being a coach and being like if Williams calling him a coach, that's one thing. But if he's his agent, that's a different story because your agent takes a cut. That's how it works. Yeah. So so, I mean, go check out the video. But and then you'll see. The ultimate thing I think about that shit is people drop their, why is it, you know, I'm curious about why is it such a big deal? 
People leave coaches every day. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I, I'm just, we're talking about it because we're doing media right now, but I don't yeah. think either of us actually give a fuck. No. So no. We, we're just talking about it because we have a platform to talk about it and people keep asking and they want our opinion. I've but, had I've had four coaches. Nobody ever gave a shit when I left. No, I've had three as well. I think I've, no, I've worked with Justin Harris, Matt Jansen, and Chris. I think. I think it's just because it's it was made public. I think it's because he threw his toys out of the ground, didn't he? He got a bit upset. Yeah. Yeah, it was handled badly. It was handled very badly. I think, personally, I don't think it. I think Williams getting the worst end of it, so he probably could have saved himself some shit by just the, not the saying best anything. Bit about it was when he kept banging on about his house, and it's not even a bad house. It's just it's, a, it's just dirty. <laughs> that was the best bit. I saw Bob Chicarello's interview on uh, muscular development. He yeah. said the same thing. He's like, he's like, your fucking house is just dirty, man. Yeah. Know, just, just clean it up a little I think bit. said the same thing. I think all of us have just said, just fucking have a mop. <laughs> anyway man look i might try and make it to tampa bay this weekend if i can yeah, it's my birthday on saturday so if you are if you do is it really it, yeah so if you do make it down come out for food afterwards yeah that would be fucking cool i'm uh look if we can get a dog sitter yeah uh i think me and my wife wife will come down yes i mean if you um, if you if you want me to help you with your relationship advice while she's down, there's no problem. Yeah, we can do like an in-person therapy I'll thing. I'll sit down. I'll sit down with both of you, and I'll be like, right, what's going on? <laughs> anyway, man, listen. If I don't talk to you before the show, yeah. Uh, good luck. Crush it. Fucking kill everybody on stage. And, I think, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the official list to come out. It still hasn't come out. One came out about three days ago, and I think the the the, the main list was going to come out today. The only people I know that are doing it are Dexter, and I think Ian's doing it. I know the Ian's doing it. I'm still don't. I still heard from certain people that Dexter isn't doing it. So, Why would he not do it? Doesn't he have to do it? Oh, he's qualified for life because he's Mr. Yeah, Olympia. Olympia. Yeah. So. so why would he? Yeah. Why would he do it anyway? He wants his thirtieth win, but then I've heard from other people now that Sean's out and the Olympia's wide open. He's going to go for that instead. Oh, he's focusing on it. That's right. I don't, I don't know. He's not. He wasn't on the list on Friday, so we'll see. And you're doing it just to make sure you can shore up your points. Pretty much, yeah. Well, okay. obviously, obviously, I want to win it, but the um, no, no, I know, but you want to make sure you're not like it's more of a, like a security thing, like bumped out, mm-hmm. and you don't know anybody else doing it other than Ian. What do you mean? Like other than Ian and Dexter, you haven't heard of anybody else doing it? Yeah, I know Charles Griffin's doing it. Lucas Osledale's doing it. Um, there is uh, Milan Shadek's doing it. It's like some really good guys. So, it's, I mean, for some reason, I picked all the hardest shows this year. Well, it's, well, they've all actually not. There's only been a couple easy ones. Well, I don't want to say easy. No, there's no easy shows, but it's, it's like a- the smaller shows. Like a lot of the smaller shows are really rammed, and the something like the New York Pro is very weak compared to how it normally is. You know. Yeah, but New York hasn't been stacked, really, has it? We well, about, about three years ago. It was like Kuklo, the Asher. Three um, years, three years ago, it was crazy. Yeah, Desta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three years ago was crazy. Um, anyway, whatever. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, man. And uh, I hope I can uh, get there and check it out in person. Yeah, let me, let me know if you are. That'll be good. We'll get someone booked in. Okay, man. We're Thank signing you. off. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Until next week, leave your comments in the comments section. Wish Luke good luck. And uh, I'll leave everybody's links and everything in the description section. Goodbye, Ben. Goodbye, Ben. Nice. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah.